Welcome, everybody, to 40 Years to Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer, with the lovely Anna V. Welcome, welcome, welcome from across the country. How are you doing tonight, babe? It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. I can't wait till you're here next week. I know. We're going to be able to do this in person. With cocktails. And hopefully we can do some like Instagram lives. Like I have big ideas. So I'm excited about that. Right. And getting involved and doing some events around Reno and try to get connected with our community. Absolutely. That would be so fun. I I have a handful of people that we can connect with already that I've already like kind of noted. So it'll be fun. This has been a fun journey so far. So hopefully it just gets bigger and better for us along the way. I am excited. I'm excited about tonight. So I was telling you when we were like, what's going on in the world and what are we learning? What is life sending us right now? Was like um, making hard decisions and putting yourself first. That's a hard lesson to learn for some people when you know judgment's coming. Yeah, it is. And that's something that we have to deal with every single day. Being single women with children that have more than full-time jobs, there's so many decisions that we have to make on a regular basis. And sometimes we have to make decisions that we are not proud of, right? Or that even there's sometimes that we make decisions that we might not even agree with in the long run, but it's just something that has to get done at that moment. Yeah. So I was telling you about a situation where um, a friend of mine had a like opportunity of a lifetime, the way that it was like presented. And then they get in this situation and way over qualified it's like how do you say thank you but no thank you I've got to go like chase my dreams bigger better opportunity without people taking a personal right because you got to live your life you got to make those decisions but you actually care about other people it's like walking this fine line of not selling yourself short and um, not outgrowing others. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've made that decision so many times in life personally. Um, Every time I leave a job. So anytime I've ever left a job and I've only had, that makes it sound like I've had a ton of jobs in my lifetime and I really (laughs) have it. I really have it. Um, Every time I'm with the company, I'm with that company for years, years and years and years. So, I could personally, right off the top of my head, think of situations where, this is a good one. Okay, so when I lived in Arizona, so the last couple episodes that everybody's heard have been my life journey, my story, where I am today, how I got here, all of that. Um, I mentioned for a moment I lived in Arizona. I used to work for this radio station, and that was the direction I wanted to go. I was going to be the next big Howard Stern. That was going to be me. And I got a job. It was the crappiest job you could possibly get working for a radio station. Um, But this is going to hit on a a handful of different levels too. So 
I get this job. I'm 17 years old and my boss was probably in his 40s. He used to call me. This job was um, I had to call people and be like, hi, my name is Jennifer. And I just want to know if you can do a survey really quick online about your local radio stations. It was research and development for the radio stations. So again, bottom of the totem pole in the broadcasting world. But hey, that was my foot in. And I worked really hard at it. And I did these surveys every single night after I got off school till 9, 10 o'clock at night before I went home. This boss of mine would call me into his office. And I could hear him down the hallway. And he was, uh, he was a lot. He was disgusting. But I would hear him calling my name. And I'd come in. And there'd be a pencil on the floor. And he'd be like, I need you to pick up that pencil. Oh, my God. And to me, right off the bat, like 17 years old, the first time it happened, I was like, okay, here's your pencil. Going back to my office. Well, it was a cubicle. Ten minutes go by. I hear this, Jennifer, come down the hall. Pencil's on the ground again. Need you to pick up my pencil. Took me a couple times before I realized what was happening, that he really only wanted me to come in there and pick up the pencil because he wanted to watch me bend over. Because he was disgusting. A creep. A creep. Total creep. And here I was, a minor, and he was my boss. Now, I put up with it probably for about two weeks before I decided enough was enough. Enough was enough. And I quit. I quit the job. Now, this was the direction I wanted to go in life. This was my foot in the door. This awesome radio station that I was working for. And I just walked away from all of it. The owner called me up of the research department. I guess, well, I guess he would have been a manager, not an owner. But he called me up and he was like, I want to know why you left. I'm like, I'll be 100% honest. So-and-so was a terrible boss. And these are the things that happened. And he's like, oh, my gosh, absolutely. We don't deal with things like that. We don't put up with things like that. And this is when... The whole Me Too movement, I really think. Like, I think about where we are in the world today and when women say things like, oh, well, what about Me Too? And I could have gone a long way with that, right? I could have gotten legal action happening. I could have done all that. But is that me as a person? Absolutely not. I walk away. I'll just walk away. Done. Move on to something different. Because I knew better at 17 years old that that was inappropriate and that was not a good relationship for me to have with my boss. The manager was like, we apologize. We'd love to have you back. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good, man. Like I will figure out something else somewhere else. And I thought that that was going to be a great thing for me. I thought this is going to be my way in. This is going to be awesome. This is how I'm going to get on the radio. And then sure enough, it falls short because some creep is treating me like I'm a piece of meat and I just walked away. I walked away from all of it. So, I mean, those kind of situations happen a lot. I could go on all and on. the time in yeah. every industry. Yeah. Every industry has nothing to do with who I was or where I was working. It's just this kind of stuff happens on a regular basis. Yeah. So I feel well, for your friend. I feel for your friend of being promised something. And then it not being as glamorous as they had hoped or being let down. 
yeah, when you're let down, it's like from a female perspective, you get this dream situation, but then you know you're better than that. And there's nobody there to cheer you on because you're there by yourself. So you have to be your own cheerleader and say like, I'm going to do this for myself. I've got, I've got to make a change because I deserve better. And that's a really hard place for some women to be in because we're not always the biggest cheerleaders for ourselves. Yeah. So that's kind of where it's been. You know, you go back and forth, back and forth. This is so terrible but what do I do? Because it's really great from everybody else's perspective, but you know, in your heart, you're selling yourself short. And then you get in that stuck mode. Like you're yeah. stuck. Like, what do you do? Cause this, you know, maybe this is a little bit later in life, <clears throat> not necessarily in high school. Like I was in high school, but another job and it's a career for me. And that's paying things like my mortgage and my car payment right. and all of that. And it's like, you get in this, comfortable zone to where you can take care of business, but at the same time, you're just not happy or you're not getting what you were promised or what you expected. The longer you stay there, the harder it is to make a change. Yeah. 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 Cause you end up just living in complacency and then you lose your fire. You forget your momentum. You forget your purpose And then you're starting all over. And I know we've talked about that in the past about losing your identity as a mom, um, you know, forgetting your passions as a career. But when you go somewhere and you're on fire for it, and then you realize, man, I just got here and I got to make another change. So yeah, that was another thing, but it's the same principle too, with family. I was just at a dinner and a dear friend of mine from high school was talking about her sister just hadn't made the best decisions in life. And she was telling me, like catching me up on how she was. Cause you know, I'm never here in Georgia. And she said, there just came a time where I had to make the hard decision to pull away and to shut her out of my life because of the negativity. So it's like the same principles. Like when do you um, just have the confidence in yourself, believe in yourself that you deserve more and make those hard choices when you know there's consequences that are going to be um, unnecessary and unmerited, right? Because it was, it just was so toxic. She was doing what was best for herself. So yeah, it's just been hard life decisions with everybody right now. It seems like. Yeah. When I um, left the job that I was at before I started working here at the foul life, it, I loved that job. Like I loved that job. So I was, um, in charge of education at a beauty school here in town and the students alone, like you have 200 plus new faces, new cheerleaders every single day at a beauty school. Like every day you show up for work and they're just like, Oh, Jen, your hair looks so good. Or, oh my gosh, is that a new outfit? And it just kind of like pumps you up because some people don't get that at home. I didn't get that with my husband for a very long time. Like, oh, you look really pretty today. Because again, that always, we always had to focus on him. So that gave me so much life and I loved it. I loved what I did. But when the longer that I was there, 
the more that you saw of these unhappy employees and these people that were stuck and that negativity is mm-hmm. it, just, it like it starts to suck you in right and trying to find that balance to where okay you want to hear them and you want to understand them but at the same time you love what you do and you don't want it to affect what you do it's a hard balance that is a very hard balance so listening to these people who hate their job or they were underpaid or they didn't get what they were promised and then still try to be happy every single day at work it just gets lost in that mix and it's not that I got burnt out. I did get burnt out. Um, I think the whole COVID shutting the world down, that really took a huge toll on me because we had to kind of reinvent the wheel to stay in business. And all of a sudden, like you and I are doing this Zoom right now from across the country. I was doing that with 100 students every single day, trying to keep them engaged So they were clocking their hours, learning, and at the same time, getting useful information so they could be a success once they graduated. And they were understanding things like fundamentals and business, you know, purposes and just anything to try and help them become successful. So when I started doing that, all of a sudden you find this laziness and I don't know if it's just today's youth because you have to think beauty school. So beauty school, that age range is going to be from about 18 to 22. That's your, the main range of students. So I don't know if that new generation is just lazy, but they would log on and walk away from their computers. So here (laughs) that I am working late hours into the night to come up with this great presentation for the next day and all these activities and all these things that I really worked really, really hard for. And I'd have 70 students logged on and maybe six of them would participate. And it's like, that just deflated me. Like it sucked the life out of me. Like, why am I working so hard to make sure you guys are successful? And you don't even really care. You really are just clocking hours so you can graduate and get out of here. Why am I working so hard? And then the feedback of everybody else that's just having a negative time, like that all resonated with me really hard. And I really had to kind of take a step back and just on a whim, I met Chad, like at a party, my girlfriend's birthday party. I came over here. I connected with him so great. And it was like instantly he was looking for an assistant and instantly I needed something different. Now, I don't know how many times I've had to say I've started over. People complain all the time and be like, I don't want to start over. I have started over like four times in my life, literally four times from scratch. So when people complain about like, I don't want to have to start from the bottom again. I've been on the bottom multiple times and I always make my way to the top with pride and passion with what I do, everything that I do. So trying to do that again, it was, yeah, was it hard? Was it nerve wracking? Was, was I nervous of making such a huge change because I'd been with this company for 10 plus years beforehand? Absolutely. Super nervous, super scared. Is this the right decision that I'm making for my family? Is this going to be able to pay all of my bills? But what happens if I stay and don't do anything and then I'm just stuck? 
and mm-hmm. miserable and not happy, but my bills are getting paid, but I'm not happy. Happiness is such a huge, I, I mean, I don't think women put it as a priority so much for themselves like they should, but it is so important to be happy where you're at because if yeah. you're not happy and you're not having fun on a regular basis, then what's the point? You're just clocking in and clocking out and collecting that paycheck. That's not my purpose in this world. That's not your purpose in this world. Oh God, no. I, my purpose I is would... to do big, huge things. I, I have huge things planned for us. <laughs> I'm like trailblazing so many different things that, you know, there are times when I'm like, I need to push a pause button. But then I think, mm, I've been home for five days. I better pack a bag. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's one of those things where I think I've looked back um, and seen where I've allowed the opinion of other people to hold me back because I didn't want to deal with the doubt or the judgment of their opinion on what I was doing for myself. And so when we were talking about launching this podcast, I think that was the biggest reason of all is I finally just said, screw it. Like I get one more chance. I'm freaking 40, you know? So it's now or never. And I'm in the outdoor industry. I'm already ancient. So I'm just lucky. I got some good genes and can fake my age half the time. (laughs) That is the one nice thing, honestly. And pe- nobody ever thinks that I'm 43, going to be 44 this summer. But they're always no. just like, there's no way. I'd be like, I have lived my life plus yours plus some. So I'm to a point where, again, we've, we've talked about this. I never say no to anything. But at this point in my life, why would I be saying no to things that are going to make me successful? I want to be a success. I want my kids to be proud of who I am and what I've done with my life. And I want to look back when I'm 60 and be like, damn, I did all that. I did all that by myself, you know? And are you going to hurt feelings along the way? Absolutely. Are people going to hurt your feelings? Absolutely. But I'm to a point in my life where I really don't give a, you know what, what other people think anymore. I really, I don't like, I have spent so much time of trying to impress the world that I got lost of who I am and who, what I'm trying to do in this world and who I'm trying to be. I've lost myself. I lost myself a few times because I put everybody first. Right. So again, now I'm not saying no, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to turn down opportunities. I, I want the best for me and my family and my friends, like I want the best for all of us. And the only way that that's, I'm going to be able to get there is if I work my ass off, which I've always done. That's the one thing that my parents definitely have handed down to me is a great work ethic, which I think that is a huge thing that people don't have anymore. It's a work ethic. Mm-hmm. I don't mind staying till seven, eight o'clock at night. I don't mind working a weekend if it's what the team needs It's what we need to succeed or to get better or to get things done. I don't mind at all. I want the best for everyone that I work with. I want our team to be a complete success all yeah, the time. Yeah, but 
our team is a special culture because that's what's expected. And not everybody gets to work in that. So it's one of those things where you have that. Well, my friend was saying, you know, she desires that where it's a team effort, setting big goals, going after major conquer. And then somehow you find yourself in a complacent atmosphere and you don't fit in, you know, but and it happens. Yeah. And it's like high school and you get judged for being the overachiever and, you know, it, it happens. Like we were talking about whether it's mom life, you know, with, um, like PTO moms, you're the overachiever. When you've had these dreams, you're a kid being this age, and this is what your priorities are. You know, it's just, it's a lesson in life that you can't get away from doing what's best for you, what's best for your family. You're always going to step on somebody's toes. Yeah. And there's always going to be, there's always going to be haters. There's haters everywhere, but it's that balance of, are you going to really let it affect you? Are we going to let time just stop because they're upset or they don't like what you're doing or they're going to complain about things? Are we just going to stop, stop moving? No. Life goes on. So your friend, like we were talking about earlier, is she going to pack up all her stuff and move away? Come back home? Absolutely not. Right? (laughs) That's not what we do. That's not what we're teaching, you know, our children to do or trying to be a mentor to those who maybe need a little bit of guidance along the way. Absolutely not. We don't stop. We move on. So let's continue with that and your friend. Did she pack up and move back or did we find something else? She's making changes. See, change is good. I told her, I said, just don't look back. Keep going. You know, I love social media and all the memes with the sayings, like obsessed with them. (laughs) Screenshot, have its own folder. I don't know what I'm ever going to do with them, but I have hundreds saved on my phone. Like probably more of those than pictures of the kids. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite one, which I'll tell you something else I do. I like writing on bathroom mirrors. Like when I was traveling by myself, I mean, now I have Chad there and he's like the biggest cheerleader, but I always keep an expo marker in my makeup bag. So I would write things because um, like we talked about the high five habit. Yep. I was kind of already doing that for myself with all my little sayings I'd pull off of Instagram. So like my favorite one of all time is well-behaved women rarely make history. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I know. Like I've been a rebel my whole life, totally misunderstood. (laughs) And it just singled me out like over and over and over. So I finally just got to the point where I'm like, I'm never going to fit in ever. And I'm probably not going to get the approval of my mom. So I might as well go chase every dream I ever had before it's too late. And so that's my favorite. I think we need to get shirts made 40 years to freedom with that same for sure. Absolutely. We'll have those available to y'all real soon. 
that's funny because yesterday uh, I was on a call with um, Chad and he's talking about hats being made. And um, instantly I was just like, I want our logo on a hat. Like, I would love that with our we logo on some. a hat. Yeah. So we, he totally was getting a quote for me and he was just like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I will hand them out to everybody I know. Every female, some males I know, even we we talked about a unisex like baseball trucker cap with our logo on the front of it. I think that that would be amazing. And that's like I think there's the no better saying for us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because I mean, it's you're 40. I'm 43. And is this it for us? Like, are we just going to sit here and talk and have our 30 listeners? I listen have to our never pod- lived so big in my life. <laughs> Girl, the sky is the limit, though. The I sky is the so. limit. Like, we literally had this conversation today of you got to find sponsors. Okay, yeah. I just need a little guidance because there's some things that I'm just not going to know how to do. So I need a little guidance when it comes to things like that. So if there's anybody listening right now that you have, like, an amazing product that you would love us to try, we will try it. We will talk about it. We will bring you in the office and podcast with you about it just because – we are not the only ones who want to be sex- su- successful. We want success. I want success for everybody I know. I don't want to hold it all in for myself and be like, oh, I was amazing, but I didn't do anything for anybody else. If I'm successful, everybody around me, I always say if I won the lotto, <laughs> this is my dream. So I always complain about it <laughs> too, because I'm like, well, if I, the, if God would just give me the winning numbers, and it's like that one meme, you talk about memes, where it's like God speaking down and be like, then just go buy a ticket. <laughs> I, I don't actually go buy the tickets. But I'm like, one day if I win the lotto and I win big, it's not just me that wins big. Everybody I know wins because my goal in life is to buy like a street or a huge piece of land. And everybody has like, I'll build everybody a house. So like there's a house for my dad. Exactly. And everybody's like, that's like a cult. I'm like, it is not a cult. It will not be like a cult at all. Everybody will have to do their own part. Like my dad will have his house. My mom will have her house. My sister will have her house. My best friend, you're going to have a piece of property on there. Like, and everybody serves a purpose. So whether like Clay's there and he's like in charge of the gardening and all the fresh vegetables and fruits. Okay. That's your job, buddy. That's what you bring to the table. I will buy you the house. I will build you the house. People I will in build Alaska you the do this. There's already a TV show about this life. Well, we, I don't need a t-shirt. I mean, a TV show about this. Well, I'm just saying these are my goals in life. Like when I do win the lotto, <laughs> we talk about manifesting things and putting that energy out there. Right. So if I just keep saying it, it's going to happen for us. But that's my goal in life. Buy a street. Everybody has a house on the street. We have a block party every weekend. We all serve a purpose <laughs> on that street. I think we do that already. We just don't <laughs> have the same address. <laughs> it's true. It is true. We have to build each other up. That's that's what we have to do. Because, I mean, again, who else is going to do it for us? I don't have those 200 students every day to say, Jennifer, you look so pretty today. Or yeah, I really and- love your outfit. Well, it's so easy to get lost, lower your standards, 
when you find yourself in a situation without a cheerleader. Yeah. And so I don't know, it's just hit me so hard. And I thought, man, how many opportunities did I miss because I held myself back? Yeah. And it's just weighed on me. I had a really long drive over the past couple of days. And I just thought about like the last 20 years, all the dreams I had, I wanted to build custom residential homes or do like, um, restorational projects. And so I was thinking the only reason why I'm not doing that right now is God didn't send me a mentor. But as soon as I picked up a shotgun and got a bird dog, I just had, I had a mentor in every region. So, I mean, I guess you just got to get to where God wants you to be and the doors open, but it doesn't mean you don't have talent and skills and knowledge and expertise in other fields, you know, but it's just, I, I don't know, like maybe I did make wrong decisions or maybe there was opportunity that was open to me that I didn't recognize, or I talked myself out of it, something that's led me to where I am, you know? So I don't know. I've just been thinking about how many people or how many times we've sat in complacency because we just didn't have the faith in ourselves to step out and reach out for our full potential. Yeah. And that's why we do this podcast, honestly. And that's what we're hoping to convey to our listeners, right? So where do we find this? Where do we find this strength? Where does this strength come from for us to say yes more often? Or this is my plan and this is what I'm going to do. And I, by gosh, dang it, I'm going to do it. The shame of selfishness. Yeah. There has to be a time in your life where you make yourself a priority. And it doesn't mean that you know, you're not responsible parent or whatever, but you've got to be your best self. You've got to live your best life to give your best to the people around you. Yeah. One of my girlfriends says that all the time. She's like, I hate that saying, live your best life. I'm like, I love what? that saying. I love that, that saying. On my grave marker. Right. And because... live her best life. Exactly. <laughs> I want to live my best life every single day because if I don't, What's the point? What is the point? Again, there's that person that just clocks in every day, clocks out nine to five or whatever their hours are. And then they go home and cook dinner and eat, clean up, go to bed, wake up the next morning to do it all over again. I don't want to be that person. Oh, I was that person for so no, long. Let me tell you this. And I just saw it on social media because I haven't made the time to call him back, but, uh, the guy that's my buddy in Kentucky, that's training my puppy right now posted, he just bought some massive cabin property in Minnesota and is moving. I'm like, I hope you're not moving before my dog's done, but he's in his mid to late fifties. His wife's about to retire. They're selling out everything. He lives next door to his parents, like ideal Southern life. And he's like, heck with this. I love grouse hunting. I'm going to go be a guide. He's starting over at that age, at retirement. I mean, I guess my parents did too. They're building a whole new business in Georgia. So 
when you look at all the people that you know that are doing it, then there's no reason for you not jump on the bandwagon too of, of you know, living out your dreams. I don't know. We were talking about, um, I forgot where I read this, but like the young adults today will end up having like seven careers or something where like our parents, they were supposed to just figure out their job, work their way to the top. And just stay committed to the same thing because it appears as failure if you want more for yourself and you have to start over. So depending on, I think, the environment that you were raised in and how that was communicated to you is going to be the reflection of how you make decisions about yourself and, and building your, your own career, chasing your own dreams, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm just so inspired. He's going to go be a grouse guide and went and bought this amazing piece of property. I'm like, oh, dude. But that's where we so should cool. be like pushing to change the standard. Like change yeah. the standard. Who who cares? Who if cap you does. are finally done yeah. with something and want to do something else. Right. Again, if that's what your purpose is in life is to be a happy, be happier at what you do day to day, by all means, go for it. Like there shouldn't be anything holding you back when it comes to your dreams. There shouldn't be anything holding you back. And by saying yes to things and taking on, who cares if you have to start over at 40, at 50, at 60. Who really knows what they want to do at 25? I didn't. I did. I didn't. I kind of, I mean, I kind of think I would be happy if I'd built that business, but I couldn't, I couldn't keep that going, chasing, chatting, shooting ducks all around, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, things do work out, but I still love that life. So yeah. like I'm finding really cool lodges and all that. And so what I've done is like, okay, well, I'll just build another dream. I love hunting and I love the lodges and I love the history with it. So I just took the, all the components of what I wanted for my first career and I put it in this one. And now I want to go tell stories around the country of people that have that life. So maybe it wasn't my purpose to live that life, but yet to tell the story of others doing it. Yeah. So I didn't really lose anything. And that's what, that's what it's all about though, Anna. Yeah. That is what it's all about. Like, again, who cares if you have to start <laughs> over? Who cares if this is your fourth rodeo around this planet? As long as you are enjoying with what, what you're doing and you're able to do the things that you set out to accomplish, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Now, if I think back 25, okay? So if I go back 25 years ago or not 20, whew, I just aged myself a little bit. If I go back to when I was 25, uh, I had just got married. I worked for a grocery store. And all I wanted to do was have babies and be the stay-at-home mom. Like that was that was going to be my journey. Was start a family, buy a ha buy a house, start a family, be that Betty Crocker stay at home mom to where my kids walk in the door and I have fresh baked cookies for them because that's like what you saw on TV growing up. 
with all of these families, like that was all perfect because I definitely did not have that perfect childhood. So that's what I wanted for my kids. I don't see you doing that. Well, let's just talk about, so I get pregnant, right? I get pregnant. That's the plan. I have babies and now I have twins, which is whoo, a lot of work that I just, I mean, everybody's like, I don't know how you did it. I'm like, I don't know how I did it either because I didn't, I didn't know how not to do it. Like I just, I didn't have a choice. Like that's, I just woke up every morning and fed two babies, changed diapers multiple times a day. Like I just made it work. I didn't have a mentor that had twins. I didn't know anybody who had had twins. Um, I'd been around a handful of newborns my whole life. Like you read a couple books that what to expect when you're expecting book. None of that happened. That was so crap. <laughs> but none of that happened. Like nothing happened as I, as I was playing in my head. Like this yeah. is how it's going to be. So I have babies. Mind you, I pregnant with twins. I went into preterm labor at 24 weeks. So 24 weeks. And where I lived, there was no NIC unit. So they flew me to Portland. And I was in the hospital for 57 days on bed rest until I could come back at 32 weeks because that's when our local hospital could take care of babies that big. And I came back and I had them within five days. So I had them within five days. I think the best thing that happened to me is a lot of people, they don't want to talk about, you know, the NIC unit or premature babies and anything. I think the NIC unit saved my life because they taught me how to do this all at one time. Like these nurses were so great and they were teaching me how to do all this stuff and this is how it's going to be. And these are the feeding schedules and blah, blah, blah. And I was back and forth in that hospital six times a day. So I was, cause luckily the hospital was right around the corner for me, but I wanted to be part of all of that, but I also needed somebody to kind of like mentor me on this is, this is how it's going to be. So I take these babies home and I lose my mind. Now, this is another thing that I don't think um, people talk about enough is postpartum depression. Oh yeah. So nobody ever talks about it until it's full blown in effect. Like, and then it's too late. And you hear all these terrible things on the news of women that go through these situations. And I don't even want to talk about it because it's just terrible. The things that have happened in the world. But I went there like in my head mentally, like I went crazy. I went crazy because again, I'm taking care of two little babies doing exactly what I wanted at 25 years old. Like this was my purpose. Be the mom, be the perfect stay at home mom, blah, blah, blah. I was going crazy. Like I didn't shower. Like I never got out of sweatpants. If I went to the grocery store, I'd be at the grocery store for three hours just because that moment, that was a moment that I didn't have to be at home. Like by myself, walk down every single aisle, pick up every little thing, read all the ingredients just because I could. Like that was my free moment. So I think the boys were four months old by the time I went back to work because that was not my life. It wasn't my purpose. It in my head, that's what I wanted to do. But as soon as I tasted that, I definitely knew that that's not who I could be. Mm-hmm. So I went back to work part-time when they were four months old. By the time they were one years old, I had a full-time job. I didn't want to be the stay-at-home mom. I didn't want to even come close to being the stay-at-home mom. Now that, some people are just like, well, that your kids are only kids for a moment. 
I get that. I was part of everything. I did everything with my kids. But at the same time, for my own mental needs, I could not be at home every single day watching babies. Right. Singing lullabies, playing with. No, like like some people. It's almost a miracle I even have kids. (laughs) I didn't like kids. I was not the babysitter in the neighborhood. No. No. see that was me I definitely was but I think at one point in my life I was like I don't want to have kids but the second that it's like I fell in love and I got married like that's that's what you do you know you build this house you have babies you have Sunday when suppers I got pregnant with JC my mom she didn't admit this till it was done but she literally told someone that she didn't think that I would like take to motherhood and she was preparing herself to raise my kid and i'm like we're best friends uh, now and i did pretty much give up my career because jc ended up showing horses and she traveled all the time so i put my my dreams on hold because it required somebody to be with her all the time so i was literally at the barn i just decided okay i'll be a horse mom and we'll do this together. So it's funny because you wanted it and then didn't, and I didn't want it and ended up living. it. (laughs) (laughs) And so all my friends at home, they're like, you're the biggest hypocrite of all. Like you're homeschooling Hallie Joe. You know, I said, um, like I was the short hair snob and now I'm like all about the labs, like everything that I was like, hardcore. No, I've just flipped a switch on everything, but it really is funny when I think about who I was at that age and what I wanted for life. I wanted to live in the big city and wear heels every day. No way. Who is that person? (laughs) We'll never know. I mean, who knows, actually, who knows, because we could have this fifth round <laughs> to where <laughs> to no where we way. start all over again. And, you know, it is those. Heel- I would never you would never catch me in heels in the city. <laughs> but I mean, so I've never been never have I been that cookie cutter mom. Never, never will I ever be that cookie cutter mom you saw on tv or your friends no but i love the mom that i am but so my one son gavin because well-behaved moms never make history history, right (laughs) i want to be i don't want to be the cool mom but i want i uh, okay let's just fess up (laughs) jen tell all of our wonderful listeners who you are on Instagram. <laughs> so my, yeah, <laughs> this is my favorite because after, after the guys in the office heard my story, um, Jack, who he's such a, he's such a good kid. He posted, he reposted the last episode of my part two. Yeah. And he's literally said on the story, he's all, this woman has or her has earned her handle. So, <laughs> so my handle, my yeah. handle on Instagram is our badass mom. Oh, <laughs> and I love it. And some people are like, "Oh, you need to change that. Like, you shouldn't cuss in it, or you should." 
But that is who I am. And that is who I have been since the day I had babies. Right to what we were talking about. You have the confidence and you own the fact that you put your best self forward and you're not apologetic for being a good mom. And most people would be like, somebody's going to judge me if I tell everybody I'm a great mom because you don't do it normal. No. Because no, normal is it. boring. I love normal it. is boring. And boring. I am not about to be normal in this world. Not at all. My story, if everybody listened to it, like nothing about my entire life has been normal. Why would I start being normal now? Like, I don't know. so anyways, going, I was just going to wrap this up with one story. Um, I've always been jealous not necessarily jealous, but I mean, I've always kind of had my feelings hurt when it comes to things like um, events for my kids. So Gavin, he plays baseball, right? He's played baseball since he was four. They just turned 15 yesterday. Yesterday was their 15th birthday. Um, But I go to the baseball games forever. It was always my husband that did the whole baseball thing. And I would miss the majority of the games because I was always working or I'd walk in late and I'd be all dressed up in heels and dresses at the baseball game in the cold in Reno, Nevada. Like, and I felt like the moms would just look at me and just be like, who's this girl? Like, whatever. I mean, whatever floats your boat. You don't want to like me for no particular reason. That's your problem, not mine. So I always sat by myself. Now, now that David's gone for the last four years, it's just been me taking Gavin to the ballpark over and over again, three, four times a week, practices, games, tryouts, all this. I'm trying to find, navigate my life on how to do this right with him because this is what he wants to do in the long run. And I want to make sure that he's successful at it. So I go and I sit there and every time I'm sitting by myself, every time I sit there in the stands and nobody's sitting with me and all the moms are like in one little section and here I'm in the back. And for a long time, it would kind of hurt my feelings. Like, how come they don't want to talk to me? How come they don't want to? But now I don't care. Like, I don't care if you're going to talk to me. I'm here for my kid. And that's the only reason that I'm here right now. I want to make sure that he knows his support system is sitting right there in the stands. Right. So my son had a game last night and Chad came by with his daughter um, because they were coming home. So they stopped by for a little bit. And it was the first time ever that I had all the moms were like sitting around me. And I kind of was like not in my comfort zone. And they were all wanted like literally one mom sat right next to me with her chair. And another mom pulled up her chair right in front of me. And then another mom was right to my right. And then Chad shows up and he I felt like he was uncomfortable because he'd been to a game last year. And here I am in the back by myself and he could just yeah. sit. We could BS, we could talk, whatever. We could watch the game. But all of a sudden, I'm like part of the cool club. <laughs> and <Aww>. I just like, <laughs> like to me, like when I left there, I was like, that was, that was nice. Like that was different. That was nice, but it was entertaining for sure. But again, the whole purpose of me being there is to support my son, his dreams. But at the same time, it was nice to actually have other females engage without judgment. Yeah. You know, it was so nice. It was like refreshing. Like they didn't care that I was in a foul life t-shirt with my tattoos hanging out or my Doc Martens on. Like they all just, we were just having a good conversation about our kids playing ball. And that was refreshing. I'm not going to lie. That was really nice. So 
Yeah, and it's one of those things, no matter how much we want to believe in ourselves and just focus on ourselves and put our dreams first, you can't ignore the fact that you still want to have camaraderie and you still want to have a group, a, you know, a support system. It, it just, it's just human nature. It is. And it's not something that you need in life, but it is something that you want. And there's such a difference. Like, these are my needs. I need this to be successful. I need this to serve a purpose. Or it's, I want this. I do want this. I want to be social there. I don't want to be the only person sitting in the stands. Um, and the only person I'm talking to is me yelling at my son when he's behind the plate. Like, it was nice. And it was refreshing. It really was. Well, I'm glad I got to live that through your eyes because here in the South, they do mom brunches. I never got invited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a group of girlfriends here. I've talked about them before and it's my, it's like my, like my little family unit here in Reno. And again, yeah, everybody, they do fancy brunches, like all the moms, even though I was the only mom at the time um do all these things so we started our own damn club and we called it the brunch club and we would do it and this is this is something that i think that women should do in general this is a really good idea okay Okay. so we called it the brunch club and um it was before instagram i guess was super popular so we did it all on facebook because you could start events on facebook right and invite people to them so one person there was like seven of us one person was would host it every month. And now this was a re- the main reason we did it was because we all worked together. That's how we all became friends is we all worked together. And slowly but surely, like somebody would quit or somebody would leave or find something else. And it was a way for us all to still, you know, gel together as friends, as girlfriends, still have those moments that we always loved, but we only endure, like we were only able to do when we were at work. So we started the brunch club, started on Facebook. One person would host it at their house. Now, one of our girlfriends at the time had an apartment, super tiny apartment. So that didn't work. So when it was her turn, she could choose like she chose a park like we did at a park. And then we put a menu out. So it's not like you told everybody like, Anna, you're bringing eggs Benedict. Jennifer, you're bringing candied bacon. No, we would set standards and there would be an egg dish, a vegetable dish, a fruit dish, a bread dish. Um... And then whoever was hosting was always in charge of the beverages. So we would do this once a month, no matter where it would be. And we would all get together. We'd always make sure that we were available for it, no matter what. Make sure it worked for with everybody's schedule on one. It wasn't like it was the third Sunday of every month. Like we would all throw it out there. Be like, is everybody good for this one? No. Okay. How about this Sunday? Okay. This is your Sunday. You're in charge. And we would all get together and everybody would bring something in there little whatever that they had to pick eggs bread whatever it was and it was just a good time for your for to be with your girlfriends it was such a great time for me we don't really do it too much anymore but I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be something that everybody cooks maybe you you were the host of that brunch club the one time and you're just like and everybody's kind of overcooking okay so you pick the restaurant we all show up yeah it's that simple so just making making sure you do have that time for yourself for the people you care about Making sure you stay consistent with it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I love Sunday night breakfast. That's what we used to do. Sunday it just, night was breakfast. easy and everybody looked forward to that. It was a great way to kick off the week. Yeah. So find your girlfriends, whatever it is, start a brunch club. It's hard enough out there being a parent, 
being a full-time employee, not having that time for yourself or for your friends or just to do something for your for that's going to bring you a little bit of joy. Find that joy. If that's a brunch club, by all means, go start a brunch club. I mean, you can message me now. Y'all know my Instagram, our badass mom on Instagram. Um, if you guys need some ideas on how to keep your friends, just do something different, a little bit out of the norm. Just find your, find it, find a way to do it. Yeah. Just don't doubt yourself. Don't worry about where the chips are going to fall because it'll be in the past before you know it. Some yeah. other drama will take the place of yours. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about in another podcast is how to get over drama. That was on our little list that you said. Yeah. Um, how to how to deal with drama because there's, I mean, everybody has drama in their lives. So that's going to be a whole nother subject one day. And it's super it. simple. You just focus on you and your dreams and your goals and just don't worry about anybody else because when you're doing something powerful, people are always going to talk. So I guess the flip side is, is if somebody's not talking shit about you, you're not doing enough. That We're going to have that t-shirt made too. That's what we're going to need. So if you're listening to this and you do t-shirts and hats, by all means, we'd love to support your product. Message <laughs> at 40 Years of Freedom and tell us your story. Exactly. All right, Jen, oh this my was gosh. fun. And this was fun. so much better getting this off my chest. It's like, just wait on me thinking about how many people freeze and paralyze under the pressure of other people's opinion. I just hated it. So yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked about it and I hope your friend is not stuck and no. is able to continue on because that is life. Le- yes, that's the purpose in general of our podcast of life in general, live your best life. Don't be stuck. Don't ever settle and don't care what other people think. Do you. I always do you, boo. Do you. Yep. <laughs> That's got what I'm it. Saying. We got this. All right. Oh, Jenna, this is a fun I'm one. See you in about five days. I can't wait to do this live. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening today. Anna, safe travels. I can't wait to see you when you get here. And we will be back real soon. All right. Thanks for listening to 40 Years to Freedom Podcast with Jenna and Anna B.